Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Rockies podcast on your Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jenna Garcia, with Mile High Sports. I will continue to be hosting the Locked On Rockies podcast, but of course, uh, next or I've transferred over. I've I've gone into um, covering basketball now, so I will be covering your Denver Nuggets. If you're interested in, in listening to any of those things, I will be with the Denver Stiffs covering the Denver Nuggets for this season. I'll be doing all of the social media and all those kinds of things. So let's get into your Colorado Rockies and how they ended the season. The Brewers come to town. Now, what a special way to end out this season where the Brewers are in town they're the team that you lost to and were swept in the NLDS in the former season. You get to see them again. Um, the Brewers obviously were in a place where they were heading into the playoffs no matter what happened in Colorado in that series. They were going to either go to the wild card or they would win their division with or without Christian Yelich, which is just incredible that they really came together, banded together after Yelich's injury to his knee and were able to be fairly successful. Um, the Brewers come to town though, and they just can't beat the, the Rockies offense. Uh, game one Rockies win 11 to seven on the backs of Rymel Tapia who pinch hit a grand slam and believe it or not, not his first pinch hit grand slam. So <laughs> interestingly enough, a lot of people were out there, you know, saying, Oh, Sam Hilliard's better than Tapia plays Hilliard over Tapia. And, um, one, there's three outfield positions, so there's plenty of room. And two, Tapia has really come into his own as a pinch hitter and as a batter. Um, I do think Hilliard is a better at bat, a more consistent at bat. He has a lot more confidence when he goes up to the plate. Tapia has swagger when he approaches the plate, but he doesn't have the same sort of confidence or mature at bats that I would say Hilliard has. So yes, I think Hilliard is probably the better of the two, but you also have to think about Ian Desmond getting old, um, Charlie Blackman getting old. He will be 34 next season. I know, I was shocked myself. 34, he's getting um, kind of past his prime, I would say. And um, so you're going to have space in that outfield. I don't necessarily, you know, you got David Dahl coming back. You have lots of guys out there. And we're going to get into what next year looks like and, and this post-season or end-of-season press conference that Jeff Breidich had. But Rockies end up winning that one 11-7. to Game two, Rockies win three to two in that game. Kind of thought the Brewers had that game the whole time and end up, uh, ends up being a walk-off home run for Trevor Story. What a great way for Trevor Story to close out the season and just a really special season for him. He played great. He um, batted great. He should be winning a Golden Glove this year. He has great numbers in the field. And then, of course, uh, game three in the final game really thought – this game was going to go more the Brewers way and um, they end up winning. The Brewers end up scoring. Oh gosh, it went into extra innings. The Brewers were ahead in, in the beginning and leading the whole time. And then late the Rockies came back and scored runs to kind of win. And then in the 13th inning end up winning it on a wild pitch. That was a fun way to finish this season. And, um, 
kind of close out the Rockies altogether. So good three-game win streak to close out the season against the Brewers. But really interesting just season as a whole and season wrap-up. Um, we're definitely going to get into the end of season post uh, post. I don't even know what to call it. Postseason conference. I don't know. Post, not postseason, but end of season. So end of season press conference that Jeff Breidich and um, Dick Monfort held at Pepsi Center. We're <sighs> at Pepsi Center. See, I told you I'm covering the Nuggets. It's already on the mind. But um, at Coors Field and talk about that after the break. Before we get into that information and, the, and the, that topic, really, um, I definitely wanted to just touch on what it felt like in the in the clubhouse at the end of that game. You know, despite the fact that they all really you know, that it was a fun way to finish out that game and, um, and that series, it just felt like those guys were just really rushing to get out of there. It felt like players just wanted to go home. And, you know, I felt that way too. I felt like I just wanted to get out of there. I felt like it, you know, it was just tension filled. Um, Nolan Arenado almost left without even doing a exit interview. Um, a lot of guys were just packing up their stuff. There was no celebration. And, you know, I think that's that says something about this team, that they're not really banded together, that despite all of the hardships that they went through this season, they didn't build a relationship with one another that would say, like, hey, we just won three games. Let's finish it out with, like, at least some beers together. Obviously, you're bummed you're not hitting the postseason or whatever, but you, you ended the preseason or the regular season in a – um, in a positive way. And so I think that it's really weird that they didn't just sit down and slow down for a second and have a beer with each other. And there's no real need to rush, I guess. Like, I feel like, you know, they see their families often. Yes, of course, it's, it's like any other day, I guess, but I would have liked to see a little more camaraderie in there, um, at the end of the season. Today's episode is brought to you by Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code POSTSEASON at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. That's POSTSEASON. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bombas. Bombas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. With every pair purchased, a pair is donated. Go to bombas.com slash locked to get 20% off your first purchase. Hey guys, thanks for sticking with me after the break. So here's the big topic of the day and the big topic that will probably last the entire offseason. There was so much said at this end of year, uh, end of season media availability, um, press conference, whatever you want to call it. So many things talked about. And the thing we're going to talk about today is the 
contract, the TV contract that they signed with AT&T, they go ahead and extend their TV contract with AT&T Sportsnet, continue to, will it'll be the exact same crew. So Drew Goodman, Houston, Spilly, Jenny Kavanaugh, and Taylor McGregor. It'll be the exact same crew, and it'll be the exact same TV production. And one thing that I felt like really stood out and really uh, jumped out uh, at everybody who was watching that um, live stream or anybody who was there listening to that press conference was that it is very clear that Dick Monfort did not take any other real bids in on this. Um, he didn't look into it. He just likes what he gets, the product that he gets from AT&T Sportsnet. He likes what he sees, and he signed with them to extend their contract because he likes those people and he likes the things they say. Interestingly enough, if you go in and um, read the Denver Post article about it, most people are uh, the comments uh, on this, uh, these articles are n- fairly negative. Most people do not like the broadcast, which I guess I never had paid attention to because I'm never really listening to the broadcast. I'm always watching the game live. So I never knew that people did not like Drew Goodman and Jeff Hewson. And one of the comments that I read that was really interesting to me was that the broadcast just feels like a bunch of guys talking about old baseball stories. And, um, I guess that never occurred to me that, you know, that's probably true. And, and to be, to be clear, I am a big fan of Drew Goodman as a person, Jeff Houston, as a person, they are all great humans, um, including Spilly, Taylor, Jenny, all great humans that I, um, admire and, you know, colleagues that I appreciate at the ballpark. So good guys. And, and Drew Goodman has given me countless, um, days and comments of of advice helping me in this industry. So I truly appreciate him as a friend and, and a colleague. However, I get what this person is saying because, you know, if everybody who is on the broadcast played baseball and obviously Jenny and Taylor didn't play baseball but they're very connected to the baseball world and they're all telling their old baseball stories in and I'm guessing that they're this person is referring more to Goodman, Hewson and and Spilly not everyone can connect to that and unfortunately um it's important that your broadcast makes connections with its audience it's important that your audience that you listen to your audience in certain ways and Obviously, you can't listen to all the critiques, but there are some critiques that are good to hear. And um, most people did not play Major League Baseball. Most people don't know what that's like. So using those anecdotes in a way that would enhance the broadcast is one thing, but only telling those stories and not really um, producing a broadcast that everyone can connect to is another thing. And so I get what this person is commenting. I did not realize that people dislike the broadcast so much. Um, in my research, it comes up as the 25th worst out of, um, out of 30, it's the, it's ranked 25th. So pretty bad. Um, only five broadcasts that are worse than it in all of MLB. So, uh, that was surprising to me. Um, and I think that the problem lies in within Dick Momfort. He straight up he 
straight up says, I'm not a streamer. I don't even know what streaming looks like, but I turn on my TV and if it doesn't work, I'm very upset. That's what he said about, um, about watching a television deal or watching sports on television. And that's a big deal. You guys, you, if you have a person who is so old minded that they don't know what is new and hip when it comes to what people are doing nowadays, what consumers are doing nowadays, that can be detrimental to your broadcast, to what you're producing, the product you're putting out there. And that's, was really, um, really negative takeaway for me. Personally, I thought that hopefully this broadcast or this team, you know, in their next contract would be doing more streaming, making it more accessible to lower income households and things like that. And unfortunately, Dick Monkfort has no idea what that even is. So that was a real negative takeaway for me from this press conference. Um, He also talks about how the money is not as lucrative as he wanted it to be, but it is a little bit more money in this TV deal and that that money will go directly to players, which he, you know, talks about or or feels like has been pretty upfront in the past. And he said, let me just read you the quote. It doesn't start until 2021, so there's no additional money next year. So I don't think there's going to be any huge splashes. We've pretty much spent what we have through 2020, but it's going to help. It's going to help the franchise. It's going to help the franchise keep players. We knew or we felt like we were going to get a deal when we signed Nolan Arenado. We've got Trevor Story. I don't know why he thinks we've got him. He's His deal will end eventually. And we've got these young pitchers coming up, but we'll spend the money. So he says we'll spend the money, but then he says they don't have any money. So it was a very interesting um, takeaway for me because it sounds like uh, there's really no money to spend. Not that they wouldn't be willing to spend it, but there's none to spend because they settled for a poor TV contract, unfortunately. Not And again, that is not a reflection of those broadcasters who are my friends and colleagues and people I very much like. That's more of a reflection on the business side of, you know, AT&T Sportsnet needed to offer a bigger contract or, you know, Monfort needed to, I guess they didn't need to because Monfort took what they offered. Instead, Monfort should have accepted or listened to other deals and other offers so that perhaps he could have gotten a bigger offer out of AT&T Sportsnet. This has been the Locked On Rockies podcast on your Locked On Podcast Network. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We're going to get into some of Jeff Breidich's answers and things that he divulged during that press conference. Thanks for listening, guys. 